Tom Hanks is super lovable, as is Mr. Rogers, in this latest movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We're here to talk about it on today's Anatomy of a Movie. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Welcome back, movie lovers, to another episode of Anatomy of a Movie. We're here to talk about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and this was a feel-good movie. We do have some spoilers, so make sure that if you haven't seen the movie that you watch the movie and then watch our discussion, because we don't want to ruin it for you. With that being said, I'm your host, Mina Nadine, and to my left, we have Scott Menzel, who is the founder of We Live Entertainment, who is also a really great film critic with very deep analysis. Thank you. And I'm so excited to have you here Thanks. with Excited to be here with you. Yeah, so let's dig in right away to A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. What were your overall thoughts of this movie? Um, most anticipated film of the year. Uh, I fell, I, I grew up watching Mr. Rogers on television. Um, I, always, I always appreciated his kindness and his, I don't know, he, he spoke to children as if they were adults, and I thought that was something that was really special and made him really stand out as a television personality. He didn't care about merchandising. He was all about informing and talking and listening. Um, so he was kind of an, a cultural icon and someone who I really looked up to as a child. And last year he had a movie, uh, which was a documentary called Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, which I absolutely adored. I, I said that it was one of the best documentaries ever made, and I stand by those words. Um, so my expectations were sky high. And I saw this movie at the Toronto International Film Festival uh, world premiere, and I was disappointed. Um, the big issue that I think a lot of people are going to have with this movie is the marketing leads you to believe that this is a Mr. Rogers biopic, but in reality, it is a story about a journalist who has to interview Mr. Rogers, and most of the film is centered around the journalist and his problems with his father and his family. Right. Um, Tom Hanks is incredible, next level, captures the mannerisms, the personality of Mr. Rogers. Matthew Rice, uh, on the other hand, who plays the journalist, kind of mopey, dopey, very unhappy guy who doesn't really grow. And I think it's hard to get behind this, his character, and he kind of takes the joy out of the movie. You know, coming into this discussion of anatomy of a movie, I did not know that we would agree so much when it came to this movie because every podcast I've listened to, every article I've read has really hyped up this movie in a way that I felt like it didn't live up to that hype at all. And the reason for that is, like you said, you said you went into this thinking it would be a movie about uh, Mr. Rogers, and it really wasn't. And I did see Won't You Be My Neighbor last year, and I loved that documentary. And that's really something that I felt captured the essence of Mr. Rogers in a way that was super meaningful and impactful because it really dug into... Um, what he did for children, but also what he did for the racial divide in the country at that time. It really, really dug into that. It dis everything was dissected so well. And with this one, it was the story of American journalist Tom Genode, but 
at the same time, it wasn't that story. They actually gave him a different name in the movie because it was a fictionalized account of this story that he wrote in an Esquire magazine article called uh, Won't You Be My Hero? And uh, that was an article that was wildly successful where Mr. Rogers became the face of that specific issue. Um, And I, I never knew that story, and I think it was an important story to tell in this movie, and when I think about this movie and I think about the story, I think the story is actually a really beautiful one. I think the structure of the movie is amazing. I think Tom Hanks' performance is great. But the thing that I don't like about it is it didn't have the punch that it needed. Even though the story was good, there was something about the acting when it came to the journalist that felt a little surface level. I don't know if it had to do with the writing, but it felt like it wasn't really digging deep into him. And kind of what you said about him being mopey, I felt that. Like, I don't feel like we really dove into his character. I felt like it was a very surface level, you know, he punches his dad at a wedding, And then that has a ripple effect. And then it talks about this idea of forgiveness as an adult. And it it was very confusing in the sense, you know, when we start out the movie and it's basically an episode of Mr. Rogers, but for adults. Yes. That's what it felt like for me. Yeah. um, I mean, going into that, I mean, the movie opens in 4x3, which is the old television format, and it, it, it opens like an episode of Mr. Rogers. Tom Hanks comes in, sings a song, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, takes the stop, you know, changes his sweater, puts his shoes on. It's great. And then he sits down into the old picture box, and he starts like an episode of the show, and he starts focusing on this journalist, and the journalist's name, as you pointed out, Lloyd vocal is mm-hmm. what they changed his name to for this film and you, it switches over to that story and you're kind of like boy this guy's kind of a downer <laughs> and yeah, what I was expecting and again you know this is not what happened but what I was expecting from this movie is that you have two people who are polar opposites right you have a guy who's a very negative view of the world down at his luck hates his job, hates talking to people. And then you have Mr. Rogers. Upbeat, let me help you, let me listen to you. Speak your mind. Tell me how you feel. I'm going to be here for you. So you have those two polar opposites. And I was hoping by the time that the movie came to a conclusion that the character would grow. Right. And that he would he would get a little nicer and a little warmer. And I just felt like he never made that transition. I felt like he was still angry as he was from the first scene that he was introduced mm-hmm. into the very end. And even though there's some great moments in between where you thought, oh, my God, he's got to change now, he doesn't change. You know, I was I was doing some research, and that was the whole premise of the movie, was to have two polar opposites and to have him, the journalist, that is, have this realization that I can forgive and I can still love someone who's done these things. Um, And, you know, Mr. Rogers in the movie talks about how forgiveness is about letting go of the anger you feel towards someone that you love. And I thought that was a really beautiful message as well. And then we have this moment at the end that feels very anticlimactic, in my opinion, where he tells his father, I love you. I know you love me. And... It just didn't have the emotional response I wanted it to have. 
There, I, feel, yeah. I felt like there was nothing super redeemable about the dad. I don't feel like his character was developed enough. The father felt very one-dimensional to me. Like, oh, he coped with the loss of his first wife in a very unhealthy way by sleeping around and then marrying this new woman and not telling her that he had a son for however many years and not telling her that he left his wife. And I'm like, you really had this life with this new woman who didn't know that you had a family who didn't know that you had a wife. It was very hard for me to get behind that idea and, like, suspend the disbelief because it felt very unrealistic that someone could be in a happy marriage and lie about their past for this many years and for the son to realize, oh, this new woman in his life didn't even know about me, so it's kind of okay. Like, it's not her fault. This is how my dad dealt with it. It just felt like there were a lot of holes in the story. And if you're going to do a movie about Mr. Rogers where you use him as the conduit for helping someone else, I'm fully behind that. I think that's a great story. I think that's a great way to, de- to develop this idea of Mr. Rogers instead of just focusing on him. And I think it's brilliant because you want to show what he's done for the world, not just for kids, but for adults as well. And I think that's a beautiful message. But if you're going to tell that story, I feel like the person that you help has to have an arc where we really understand his struggles and the people around him have fully developed characters as well. But I felt like every character he comes has an interaction with isn't developed enough. He has a wife, a child, um, he has a stepmom in a sense, he has a father, but all of the characters around him, we really don't understand the main root of the disagreements. Yeah, and I think that's that's a big part of the problem because... Whenever you take something that's based or inspired by a true story, you really have to make a compelling story. And with this, I can't tell if it's more along the lines of this is how it really played out, like this is fact, Mm -hmm. or is this like creative liberty given the writers and the director. Right. And that's where I'm stuck with because like you, I don't understand the relationship between the father. Like, I understand it because they explained it to me, mm-hmm. but I don't... You don't feel re- it. I don't feel, why do you want to forgive him all of a sudden? I don't feel like there's that that revelation. Yeah, there was never... I mean, there was an apology, but there it was more like, okay, he's dying. Forced. yeah. So I have to come to this... I have to have my closure because my father is dying. That's what it felt like. But there was nothing that he really did except for try a couple times to talk to his son to to have that conversation. And I feel like in every Mr. Rogers episode, there's a lesson, there's an explanation, there's a meaning behind it. And the story between the father and son didn't follow the same trajectory that we see in Mr. Rogers episodes. And that's what I didn't like about it, is if you're going to have this lesson that's being taught to an adult, teach it the way you would to a child so that we, the audience, can get behind that. I don't feel like that was done. I felt like that was very... There was a skimming of the surface with that, and I didn't like that because I wanted it to be broken down even more the way you would explain forgiveness to a child and really, really get into the concept of forgiveness. Don't just have the journalist go to Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers is this nice guy who's empathetic, who wants to understand you, but Mr. Rogers doesn't really fully understand you. It's not being portrayed that way. He's, he's trying to, 
but the interactions even with Mr. Rogers is limited. So I felt like, where was this story? Like, where did everything go? Because it was a close to two hour movie. So right. how come we didn't get that? It was enough time to tell the story, but it didn't do it for me. I think, um, obviously, I've been thinking about this movie a lot, and uh, a lot of people have been talking about it. Like you said, it's it's gotten a lot of praise. And I think where the disconnect is for me personally is that I'm I'm very traditional when I see a movie like this where I do expect the movie to kind of be wrapped up in a nice little bow in, in some ways or like at least see a character change or some sort of development. I think it's very subdued. Right. I think it's a very subtle changes and small and there's people out there that I just I don't connect with that character. And I think that's what hurt the movie for me. And then some people do. Some people are very closed off. They're very isolated. They they don't show a lot of emotion. I'm the opposite of that. I'm the Mr. Rogers in the equation where I'm like, let me talk. Let me help. Let me show my show me being happy. Let me, sh- you know, talk to you. I'm not that the journalist character. I, I disconnect from that journalist character. I think he should speak up. But that's where I think the the praise for this movie is because it's it's handled in such a way where there isn't that grand reveal Mm -hmm. and people are appreciating it because they say this is told from a different perspective this is a perspective of someone who's not capable of showing his emotions someone who's not okay with letting go of his anger and his past someone Mm -hmm. who's still holding it all inside and i get why people like it it to me personally it just didn't work because i as a person can't connect with the character but also that's not how i i don't believe that's healthy behavior i think you need to kind of confront your issues you need to find someone to talk to and you have this olive branch with mr rogers who's willing there and he never takes him up on it so i'm almost like i'm disappointed in this character because i'm like he's here he's trying to help you take him up on it you know he's like the nicest guy take him up on it and he's like just keeps putting back but to your other point which I don't have an excuse for, is the underdeveloped characters, the secondary characters. I feel like um, Susan Watson, who plays his wife, Andrea, uh, best known for her work on This Is Us, Mm -hmm. nothing. She gets nothing to do. She's just like, she's a wife who gets tossed to the side. She's angry, too, and, like, she just lets this guy keep treating her that way. So I don't, I don't, I don't think there's enough depth there. Uh, the, the Chris Cooper playing the father mm-hmm. felt like he was horribly miscast. You know, you got a, a great actor like Chris Cooper. Didn't care about his character at all. Didn't mm-hmm. even feel sympathy when he was, like, about to die. Like, it just didn't care. I didn't buy that relationship whatsoever. Right. It's like, again, two negative people, but, like, neither one of them is. I think that's the problem, like, you can buy an unlikable character because there's an unlikable character in Uncut Gems or like Waves. There's a character who's problems, who has flaws. It's up to the actor to sell it. And I don't, I didn't buy these two actors selling this role. You don't have to love them, but I didn't think they were convincing at it. Nothing in this story made sense except for Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. <laughs> right. And that's the thing that was so misleading about the trailer. And I do think that this is a great movie for the holidays in the sense that there are going to be people who don't have the best relationships with their family around the holidays. You know, there are going to be people who want something 
you know, kind of like a symbol or a hero to look up to, like Mr. Rogers around the holidays. I think this is a movie that can hit different demographics. I just don't think it can hit each one of those demographics powerfully. I think it's kind of one of those things where you have a movie for everyone, but nothing power powerful enough for, like, one specific demographic. And in that sense, it might perform well at the box office. We don't know yet. But... Is it going to have the punch that it really needs to have to, to have an impact on people? I don't know. That's the, that's the question. And, I mean, I'm very curious to see how this plays out this weekend because when I watch that movie and I know the documentary did really well, mm-hmm. I expect this to be the Mr. Rogers biopic. And I'm okay with it not being the Mr. Rogers biopic. It's like, don't market the movie to me that that's, that's what this movie is going to be. Right. The movie is marketed as, and I will tell you, this is what it's marketed as, a journalist gets an opportunity to do a piece on Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. So you think most of the movie is going to be an interview. Right. Which I was so excited for, by right. the way. As a fellow journalist, I was so excited to see the process of him interviewing Mr. Rogers and what that would be like. So while I was watching the movie, I was, you don't understand, I was excited in the beginning. I saw the opening scene of Mr. Rogers doing his show, and I was like, this is definitely taking me back to my childhood right now. This is great. Of course the critics are going to say this is awesome. You don't understand. Like, I was amped, and then I kept watching it, and I saw him go in for his first interview, and it wasn't a great interview, but then I was like, well, he's there's going to be some character pro- progression, you know? Like, the, maybe this first time, the point is that it wasn't a great interview and the script was being flipped on him where he was starting to get interviewed. But it's going to get better the next time. And then he keeps going in for subsequent interviews and it progressively gets worse and worse where there is no, like, come-to-Jesus moment. Like, hey, I figured out my life lesson thanks to Mr. Rogers, which is what the movie is supposed to be about, which is what Tom Genode's relationship was like with Mr. Rogers. He, This is a guy who had a huge impact on Tom Genode's life, and we didn't see that great impact. We got the outcome without fully buying it and feeling... Like, we were on the journey with him. It still feels like he's stuck in that, eh, I haven't fully let let go of my anger and resentment towards my father. I agree. I mean, and that, that's that's kind of why I'm saying that I think I see and understand why some people like it because of the approach that it takes. It doesn't have the bow on it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can, again, I can appreciate it if I was able to support the characters. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't think it has anything to do with the writing. I think it, it has to do with the actual actors chosen for the roles. Okay. You have a movie about Mr. Rogers that's not supposed to be about Mr. Rogers, and yet everyone, the market, the people at Sony know this. They, they know <laughs> that the movie is marketed towards Mr. Rogers. They, right. they made a campaign that's all about Mr. Rogers, and they know that the selling point is Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers, yet the movie itself doesn't, do a good job of all the other stuff that it wants to be and only a good job of the Mr. Rogers stuff. And that's where my problem is with it, is that if you're going to dig into this guy's life, give me the backstory. Give me some history on him. Take me, give me some flashbacks to his childhood. Let me see why it was so bad. Let me see why it was so torturous. And have the guy give a couple more emotional breakdowns. Have him do some, some stuff that makes him more 
humanizing or yeah. relatable. Have him cry at least. Yeah. I feel like he his acting was so reserved where he wasn't able to fully emote the pain that he felt. Like we could part we could kind of feel the pain of the protagonist. We could kind of feel okay, I don't have a he doesn't have a great relationship with his father, you know, he's he's upset. Uh, fatherhood is really hard for him. And I think they try to to create this dynamic of See, fatherhood is difficult. You have a child. It's not easy. So what your father was going through, you should empathize with. But I didn't think that was even a strong enough selling point there either because no. he's not a, he, he's not even being a good father. We don't see him really interact with his child in any way other than holding it a couple of times in the movie. We don't see him going through the struggles of being a father. We know that he's gone through the struggles of being a son, but we haven't even seen him try to be a father at least if we saw him have a moment where it was very difficult for him to be a father or we saw him embrace his role as a father, it would be easier for us to tie that into his relationship to his father as a son. And there wasn't even that there. And I think that's also where I struggled. And I know that uh, the director of this story was Marielle Heller. Uh, and I loved every second of listening to her interview about how like her thought process in creating this story and directing it. Um, how she wanted the story to be told. I loved listening to it, and conceptually, everything was fantastic on paper. You know, you're seeing, like, okay, Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers, and it's not about Mr. Rogers, but it's about him helping this adult. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. So when you tell me right now that you think that the reason why it's not good is because of the performances, I have to agree with you, because I can't think of any other reason why it's not good. It's got to be the chemistry between the actors. It just wasn't believable for me. Yeah, 100%. Because, like, when you look at what they did creatively with the film, okay, we, we open up and we have a four by three. We feel like that's set. I yeah. don't know if they actually went to the real set, but it looked 100% like the TV show that yeah. I remembered. So I'm looking at that, I'm watching that, and it's like, wow, this is really authentic. And I love the even like the segues where they have like the little trolley cars and they yeah. go to land of make believe and they have the scene in the pop up in the land of make believe. All that stuff is creative choices that were made that I feel like really elevate the movie. And even when you focus again, going back to Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, the little nuances that he picks up, the way that he does his certain thing, his little facial tics, things like that, nails. The, 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 the interaction with his wife and the whole thing with piano. Great stuff. I love that. Subtle little great things. The, the diner scene where he's sitting there giving him, like, let's take a, a minute of silence to think about something. Powerful, powerful The people powerful who love scene. us. Yeah, the people who love us. Great moments again. Even on the subway. Yeah. That the moment sand, I kind of sand, got goosebumps yeah. because everyone was singing his song and you also see that the people uh were predominantly uh African American yeah. and I love that because it showed that his reach wasn't just white men in America or white little boys in America. It was everybody and that was what the documentary was about, was bridging the racial divide in the country at that time. So even watching the trailer, I thought that that was going to be a part of the story. Yeah. I thought that there was going to be commentary on race here. But then it just... I think about the way it was broken up, and even the part where it's told like an episode of Mr. Rogers, and they're showing how magazines are being how magazines are made in factories. And I'm like, why are they showing this? This is so random. And then you realize that they're showing it because it has to do with this journalist who's writing a piece in Esquire magazine about Mr. Rogers. I was like, wow, that's brilliant that they decided to show 
how, like, what it takes to make a magazine, and then it takes you back to the 90s, and you're thinking, oh, this movie takes place, this doesn't take place in the present day, this takes place when, you know, magazines were actually a big deal. <laughs> like, people actually purchased a magazine and, and were excited to read it. They weren't just reading articles online. So it took you back to that nostalgia factor of this is what life was like back then, but then it just falls flat. Yeah, there was there were so many good pieces. I don't want to completely bash this movie because I think there were so many great things about it. It's and the story was good. It's just the execution was poor. That's what it. That's what it is. I mean, it's it comes down to the execution and the the performances. You know, um, again, I maybe it's the struggle of putting someone as iconic as Tom Hanks in in such a iconic role as it is you know like who could you couldn't have picked a better person to play mr rogers america's sweetheart playing america's tv sweetheart like yeah. it's like it's perfect fit you know but i think that's also why the expectations are so high and then i don't know i i really don't know what else to say other than it's the way that the character is presented in the performance. And again, it might have something to do with the writing, or it could just be the actor who was the wrong actor for the role. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Who's probably not even a bad actor, to be no, honest. He was, he's, he's not in, a bad he's actor. The, he was in The Americans, and he's great in that. Yeah, it's, that's why I don't know what it is. I keep thinking, is it the way his character was written into the script, where he's not supposed to fully emote because he's supposed to be someone reserved, when Mr. Rogers is so openly expressive with his emotions and how he feels? He talks about it and breaks it down on camera. I felt upset when this happened, and it's okay to feel upset, but here's what we can do with that feeling. Because the entire premise of Mr. Rogers is how to manage your emotions, but then it doesn't show the character who is the protagonist in the film managing his emotions in a healthy way. He represses them, and he never has a moment where he fully expresses them. Yes, he says, I love you at the end, but we don't feel like his character is fully expressed, and that's a huge problem because that's the major premise of the Mr. Rogers show yeah. is to learn how to manage your emotions and express them in a healthy manner and to tell kids across America that it's okay to feel negative feelings as long as you know how to manage them. I agree. We didn't I, do that. No, he didn't. And, and I and I have to also say that um, in terms of the way that that was handled, um, it was just kind of like, all over the place like there wasn't enough focus on it like mm-hmm. it was just it was introduced and then it kind of like was part of the one scene and then it would pop up another couple of scenes later there was there was very little consistency with that um is there anything about the movie that you would say you really loved or that melted your heart in any sort of way anything that you felt like because it wasn't like we were miserable watching it. There were obviously scenes we really enjoyed. You know, this isn't a terrible movie. It just didn't live up to the hype. And I think that's why we're being as harsh as we're being. And, and because the hype was up here. Yeah, the hype was up there. But also, here's, the, here's my other question to you is, the hype was high. Who is this movie made for? Right. So is this, is this movie made for the Mr. Rogers fan? the person who grew up watching Mr. Rogers? Or is this made for the new generation of people who don't know who Mr. Rogers is and this is their exposure to Mr. Rogers? It's not made for anyone, and that's the problem. 
You that, think so? That, that's exactly what I was saying, is that either it's not made for anyone or it's made for everyone. And when you do that, you lose something really important, is you lose that targeting of what am I trying to do with this movie? What am I trying to say? Because Mr. Rogers' theme is universal. You know, understand your emotions, spread love, spread kindness. Everything about his messaging is very universal. Everyone can take something from it. But when you're making a movie, I feel like you have to have a specific audience in mind. Who is this for? Like you said, is it for the Mr. Rogers fan base? Is it for the new generation? Is it for people during the holidays that feel like they need to reconcile with their family members? Is it for children? Is it for adults? Because you have adult themes here, but for a guy who literally mainly resonates with kids. So I feel like because we don't know who it's made for, that in a sense, the message gets lost because it's made for no one and everyone simultaneously. And that's that's a huge problem with a movie like this. Like, yes, it might get some great box office um, dollars. I don't know if it will. I, I really don't know if it it's will. It's just, I don't understand, like... I really want to talk about this idea that Tom Hanks has a really powerful performance and he might get nominated for Best Actor uh, and, and get an Oscar for this role, portraying Mr. Rogers. Do you think that his performance in the movie is strong enough, given that the movie as a whole isn't as strong as we would have liked it to be? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel this way about quite a few movies this year. I mean, take Renee Zellweger and uh, Judy. I don't think that movie's very good at all. And I think her performance is great. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. I don't think that movie's that great, but her performance is great. Tom Hanks fits in that category for me. And on top of it, when you have someone as iconic as Tom Hanks, it's helping. I mean, it's really going to be help. It's like you have this the supporting character uh supporting actor race this year is going to be very interesting. Because I think it's going to be all icons. Mm -hmm. All Hollywood icons. You're going to have Tom Hanks go up against Joe Pesci, go up against Al Pacino. You know, it's it's Alan Alda for Marriage Story. All these icons, Hollywood legends. Oh, he's going to be in the Best Supporting Actor category. he's not even an actor. I didn't even think about that. That's true, he isn't, because I keep thinking about the trailer and how I feel like he is the protagonist, but he's not the protagonist of the story. He is the supporting role. He would lose 100% if he was an actor this year. For sure. Against Joaquin Phoenix and all the powerful performances we've seen this year. Yeah, he would, he was, totally would be a loss. Mm -hmm. But supporting... He has a he has a really strong chance. He, he definitely really does. Chance. And something that I noticed about this movie, which is what the director Marielle Heller, what she talks about, is that this wasn't an SNL sketch. You know, there there wasn't prosthetic makeup. Um, there wasn't like some sort of radical transformation physically for Tom Hanks in this role. Um, but there was a transformation in terms of his mannerisms, his character without it being an imitation. Because she specifically says, we didn't want him to imitate Mr. Rogers. We wanted him to transform into Mr. Rogers. And I feel like he was able to do that without doing any sort of crazy method acting (laughs) or, you know, wearing prosthetic makeup uh, the way Gary Oldman did, playing Mm -hmm. Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. There there was none of the special effects. Uh, It was just a raw performance. What do you think about that? I agree with it. Uh, 100%. I think if they try to... I mean, he's a good pick as it is. But if they try to make him perfectly fit, it wouldn't have worked. I think it, it... 
And it also speaks more to him as an actor mm-hmm. to get the nuances down, to kind of get the mannerisms, to study, like, oh, how did he take his shoes off? Is there, like, a little facial tick? Is it, like, how does he move his mouth? Right. That's where I think it showcases how much of a great actor Tom Hanks is. When you have someone like Gary Oldman in Darkest Hours, Darkest Hour, which I think is still an incredible performance, your focus is very much is like, oh my God, that doesn't look like Gary Oldman. Yeah. And what's good about that performance is that he kind of disappears into the character. But again, I don't mean to crap on Bombshell because it, it has its it has good things to say about it. But uh, John Lithgow is in um, Bombshell and he plays uh, the guy at Fox, and you can tell. It's it's John Lithgow mm-hmm. in a fat suit right? because his voice yeah. doesn't trans and just you're like why is John Lithgow in a fat suit? Mm-hmm. You don't fall for the performance here. You kind of fall for the performance because I don't know if he truly ever becomes Mister Rogers, but you can see that he's playing tribute to Mister Rogers. That right. he knows enough about him. He knows enough about his history he knows enough about his mannerisms that he's celebrating the life of the man and that's what i think makes that performance special i i do think that that was something that resonated with me and i felt like it stayed very true to the trailers in that sense where every time tom hanks was on screen i kind of felt like wow this really is his essence you know he really cares about people and it's not like he's this perfect human being. We don't see him walking around super jolly and skipping and happy. This is someone who has learned to manage his emotions and who really cares about people, who's empathetic. And that doesn't mean he has to be ecstatic every time he's on screen. He has like this gentle demeanor to him. And I think what's interesting is that Tom Hanks as a person in interviews is very you know, extroverted and loud and entertaining and funny. And Mr. Rogers is quite the opposite, where yes. he's very he's very calm, he's very centered. Um, he like looks you right in the eye, and is just there's like the stillness to him. And Tom Hanks was able to bring that to the role. And usually we see Tom Hanks in roles that are that are louder in a sense. And I loved seeing him in a role that was quite the opposite. The uh, I just got the uh, screener for this movie, so I'm going to go home and watch it probably over the weekend again. Um, but one thing that I, I didn't point out yet that I want to point out, uh, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. As someone who grew up watching this show and as someone who really stands behind all that Mr. Rogers was as a, as a human being, mm-hmm. did you ever feel like the movie was being somewhat mean-spirited towards him? Um... I'm trying to think of any instances in which that would be the case. I don't feel like it was mean-spirited towards Mr. Rogers, but I do feel like it was different from the documentary in that the documentary really elevated everything that Mr. Rogers did and showed him as this beacon of hope and positivity and love in the world. And I felt like the movie had a more somber approach to showing his life, where... I don't know how to explain it. Like, he wasn't as warm as we saw him in the documentary. Right. There was a certain coldness to him that felt... 
And I, and I don't know if this comes from the fact that the person who was helping, maybe he absorbed his energy, and that's why the dynamic was like that, because when you have a protagonist that's very, like, cynical on screen, who's a journalist that every piece he's ever done has been, like, exposing the negativity of people, I wonder if that's why the version of Mr. Rogers that was portrayed was a little bit more aloof, even though he was making the eye contact and he was empathetic and he did care about people. I don't feel like it uh, paid tribute to him in the way that the documentary did. I did feel a little bit of that. Yeah, uh, it was something that kind of bugged me a little bit because there's a scene in the film where he... um, Mr. Rogers takes out the Land of Make-Believe dolls and he starts showing it to uh, Lloyd. Mm -hmm. And there was just something about that scene that really kind of bugged me where I don't know, it, it wasn't the way Tom Hanks did it but it was the way that again and maybe it's again maybe my just my strong dislike for this character in the way that or the way it was portrayed but it almost made it seem like he didn't get him and he didn't understand him, but in like a mean way, like where he's looking at it's like, you know, like you're an idiot. Like, I don't, I don't get this. And that really kind of, that bugged me in the movie. Right. Cause there was another scene. Like, again, I haven't seen this movie in a couple months, but there was another scene in the movie where I just felt like it was also more, a little bit mean spirited towards him. And again, that just might be because the guy is such a jackass. Mm hmm. That he's just him reflecting his own negative energy onto Mr. Rogers. Right. But there was just a couple of scenes where I just kind of like, this kind of like paints him in a kind of negative or weirdo light. And I didn't really, (laughs) like, I didn't like that aspect of it. Like, that's not what this movie should be. And it's like... I, I got that, got that? I got that a little bit. uh, But for me, when I saw that scene, it was more like me feeling like the protagonist was really resistant to being okay. open to this idea of being a child again and make-believe. And that's why there was a scene that was kind of powerful in the film where Tom Hanks was like, did you ever have a stuffed animal that you really liked? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, Mr. Rabbit. Um, and then he kind of talks about that, and you kind of feel like his pain. And he said, my mom got me Mr. Rabbit, and we know that his mom passed away. So we know that this is actually a really important scene in the movie because it helps uh, us, the audience, understand a little bit more backstory into his life because we get very little bits and pieces to why he is the way he is. And I'm pulling this up on my computer right now because this is the actual article from Esquire magazine by Tom Janaud, the American journalist, the actual journalist who wrote the story about Mr. Rogers. And the article starts out... Once upon a time, a little boy loved a stuffed animal whose name was Old Rabbit. It was so old, in fact, that it was really an unstuffed animal. So old that even back then, with the little boy's brain still nice and fresh, he had no memory of it as young rabbit or even rabbit. So old that Old Rabbit was barely a rabbit at all, but rather a greasy hunk of skin without eyes and ears with a single red stitch where its tongue used to be. The little boy didn't know why he loved Old Rabbit. He just did. And the night he threw it out the car window was the night he learned how to pray. And that is such a beautiful open to this article. And the fact that you keep reading this article on and on and on, there's a whole paragraph about Old Rabbit in this article. There's a whole paragraph. And then it goes into his childhood. 
And the fact that they spent a whole paragraph, that Tom Genode wrote an entire paragraph about Old Rabbit, and that this scene was so short where it didn't dig into Old Rabbit is kind of a disappointment for me because this movie is supposed to be loosely based on Tom Genode, the American journalist, and his relationship to Mr. Rogers and how Mr. Rogers helped him get the closure he needed to have a better life with his wife, a better relationship with his father, um, feeling this feeling of forgiveness. And they only like had the scene about the rabbit for a millisecond. And this article spends a paragraph going into depth about how important this rabbit was to the little boy. So that's the discrepancy between the movie and real life that I'm not a fan of because this article is very powerful. I haven't read the entire thing, but just that paragraph alone is very powerful. Well, I think, um, again, kind of going what I said at the beginning of the show, is that when you have a movie that's based around an article, there's a lot of liberty given. Right. So there's there's only so much that you can take from the article to make it to a film. And that's where I wonder, like, how much of this movie not reaching the emotional peak that I wanted to have is the actors and how much is the writers. Because they, those who wrote the movie, had a choice, had a decision to make about what areas they were going to focus on. Right. And and the director did say that most of this was fictionalized, but she did say that Tom Genode came on set to see what was going on and kind of, you know, be the person to say what his relationship was like with Mr. Rogers and how Mr. Rogers had helped him. But they did take a ton of artistic liberty in developing this relationship between the journalist of a different name <laughs> with uh, Tom Hanks' portrayal of Mr. Rogers on screen. Um but with that being said, what are your final thoughts of this movie? I mean, uh, I would say still go see it. I, I think it's it's worth seeing. Support female filmmakers. Um, the story, even though it's not, it doesn't have the emotional level that I wanted to have. I, I would still say support it and, and see it. Um, for those in this newer generation who don't know who Mister Rogers is, I think it's a uh, a good entry point and then you can go from this movie and actually watch the documentary which actually does a much better job of actually explaining who he is um but i know people love fictionalized movies more than documentaries so use this as the gateway <laughs> um yeah i mean i think it, i think it's worth seeing i just it's just not a glowing recommendation it's it's, it's a movie that i so badly wanted to love and i just walked out of it you know it's okay you know, it's a, it's a, it's a matinee, a, a, a wait for streaming movie for me. But since we are in, it was supposed a, to be. By the way, I know it was supposed to be direct to video. And Tom, was it? Yeah, and Tom Hanks actually made a joke saying, like, we can't do that. This movie could potentially make a billion dollars. And so, well, he's wrong on that. And, but, um, and so it was a joke. But then they took him seriously, and they're like, yeah, like maybe we will release this to the public. But it was never meant to be. For the public. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, but I, I, I still would say go see it. I just, you know, um, if you're into award season and you're really big on, on, on award movies, I, I think you should see it. 
um, from a directing standpoint as well as an acting standpoint for Tom Hanks. Um, I'm honestly curious to the to anyone watching the show in the comment box below what they thought about this. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really. What was your take on it? Did you like the way the journalist was portrayed? Some people like it. Yeah, um, I would say that I liked the story. Um, I like the idea of the focus not being on Mr. Rogers, but being on the journalist instead. But there's something about the performance or the writing of the journalist that just didn't do it for me. I would have liked to see more of um, a huge character arc of him going from being deeply cynical and repressed emotionally to um, expressive emotionally and warm and cuddly the way Mr. Rogers is. So because I didn't get that emotional fulfillment of seeing his trajectory grow from cynical to optimistic, I couldn't fully get behind the movie, but I did love the feel of the movie. I loved how it kind of took us back to the 90s and um, how it took us back to that TV show that I grew up on, that we both grew up on. And um, I would have liked to see to see more of a powerful dynamic between Mr. Rogers and the journalist, but you know... I, I don't think this is going to be the only rendition of Mr. Rogers that we see. I, I have a feeling that we might see more in the future, for sure, because this was a man that did a lot for television, for public television for kids, and he accomplished a lot. We don't have a lot of shows like that where it can really reach the young people in a way that we don't belittle them or talk down to them, but we treat children as fully aware <laughs> adults that we can just talk to in a more intellectual way and realize that kids do understand what we say. We don't have to baby talk them. We don't have to treat them as less than. We can treat them as equals, and that's something Mr. Rogers definitely managed to do. And um, I, I would recommend giving this movie a chance and seeing it during the holidays. Um, I wasn't in love with it, but I did have high expectations going into it. Um, I think Tom Hanks did a great job, but the movie overall... Uh, wasn't completely satisfactory for me, but I still think you should see it. And thank you so much for joining our discussion today. Uh, we have a blast talking about movies oh, yeah, and absolutely. dissecting this. And Scott Menzel is amazing. <laughs> Where can everybody find you, Scott? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M or over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. And I'm your host, Mina Nideen. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. Thanks so much for joining us. And make sure to join us next week, Friday at noon, live. We'll be here every single week. Stay tuned for more. Take care. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.